There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. I first of all want to say that if anybody is being quarantined with a narcissist right now, that my heart is with you and that you're not alone. In the UK, there has been a 20% rise in domestic abuse cases, incidents. That's no surprise when obviously a narcissist gets worse in confined spaces. So if there's the stress of not having enough money, having the children at home all the time, then the narcissistic parent or parents um, are going to vamp up their abuse, their narcissistic abuse with the other spouse or with the children. The narcissist at this time will make the coronavirus pandemic about them. I just want to directly speak to empaths for a moment. Now, obviously, this is to any. This is going to go to anybody that's em- empathetic. I personally don't think that you'd be listening to my podcast if you weren't an ep- empathetic person, individual. However, if you identify as an empath, if you're someone that is deeply empathic and you truly feel like you take on the wounds and the emotions of others, I want to ask you right now to focus on you for a minute. I want you to remember that you as an empath, you are here as a leader to show the world what they have disconnected themselves from. You see, the more human beings don't tap into their feelings, the more they are constantly in the mind and they are disconnected from their heart, disconnected from the inner child, disconnected from the heart chakra. They are more literally like AI, artificial intelligence, than they are real human beings. Because innately human beings are empaths. We are all empaths. When you look at what a narcissist has to go through in their childhood to actually become a narcissist, narcissists shouldn't be narcissists. When you see a sociopath, what they've been through in their childhood and what they've what they've experienced, in order for them to become a sociopath, they should not be a sociopath. They should be an empath. We all should be empaths. Obviously, bearing in mind, obviously, I'm just, this is just a free flow of, 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 of consciousness right now. And obviously, I understand that there's the polarity. Um, maybe we have these different personality types so that we can choose. I'm not justifying abuse, obviously. When it comes to psychopaths, obviously, there doesn't necessarily have to be trauma in order for somebody to be a psychopath. They could just have the warrior gene. However, it does mean that one of their ancestors was a psychopath. So if their ancestors, excuse me, if their ancestors weren't a psychopath, one of them, and they hadn't passed that gene along, they wouldn't be a psychopath. Right now, you cannot, as an empath, afford to prioritise the narcissist, especially if you have children in the home. You as the empath, you might be a disempowered empath, you might be a codependent. I just want to say codependent and empath are not the same thing. They can be kind of, obviously, you can be an empath that's codependent, obviously, but it's not the same thing. You right now, I encourage you to truly go within the depths of your own soul and listen to what your inner child is telling you at this time. What is it that you are neglecting about yourself that you're not seeing in your original wound in order to make the narcissist happy in your home? Do you really feel that you have to silence yourself in order to make them happy? That you have to become invisible to make somebody else happy? Now, I want to say this with love in my heart, that this doesn't come across as I am placing blame 
on an individual that is in a narcissistic relationship. I can tell you right now, I have learned to survive my whole childhood and most of my adult life in relationships with individuals that are clearly malignant narcissists, covert narcissists and a sociopath. I had to wake up to myself before I could even see what I was exposing myself to. So it's not a case of reading a book on <laughs> the human dynamic. It's not a book about reading books on antisocial personality disorders, sociopathy, narcissistic abuse, psychopathy, and, you know, cluster B disorders such as borderline personality disorder, who obviously they embody empathy, but they can be highly narcissistic and you can get addicts as well that can be narcissistic because they put the drug first. It's not a case of reading all these books. It's not a case of having all of this knowledge. That's not what's going to heal you. The only thing, beloved, especially my dear empaths, literally, is you need to see yourself. Now, if you've got a stone wall around your heart and somebody's saying to you, you need to connect with your heart. How can you connect with your heart if there's a stone wall, if there's literally a stone wall surrounding your heart so much so that your heart has become like a black abyss, right? The, the codependents use narcissists just as much as narcissists use codependent. It's a dis- codependence. It's a dysfunctional relationship rooted in childhood trauma and neither one of them are looking within as their own source of power and healing. The codependent is able to go within. The narcissist... F- whether they want to or not, they refuse to look within or th- because they, then, then they would have to take off their, their, their mask and they've survived by wearing this mask. So it's not something, you know, a narcissist would have to be very, 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 very self-reflective and very, very self-aware. And it's, you know, it's very, very rare, but it can happen. They would have to absolutely want to heal. Whereas in a codependent is able to make that choice. However, the codependent being as dysfunctional as a narcissist, the codependent has to first realize they are also pathologically dysfunctional, just like the narcissist. And so what I want to say is that if you are quarantined with a narcissist right now, my sweet loves, honestly, my heart goes out to you. I know what it's like to be in a household with, I grew up in a household and I'm never going to mention family members' names. Those that know me personally will know who I'm talking about. Anyone else, it, you're not going to know who I'm talking about. And I know for a fact that I was raised with predominantly narcissists and a sociopath. And that has had severe effects on my emotional well-being. And I've not been able to see myself in these relationships because these beings don't see me. They never have, they never will. Even to this day, my healing journey is like revenge to them. They use my healing journey against me. And they have their little flying monkeys and their little minions. And they're all talking about me behind my back because I've chosen to walk away. Because once you remove yourself from the emotional skin of your family and your ancestral trauma, ancestral karma, be very prepared for to just feel that pathological loneliness because you're going to be separated from those that you used to being around. So when you quarantine with a narcissist, you have to remember that just even in general, just outside of this coronavirus situation, in general, a narcissist will never mirror back to you your worth, ever. Because the narcissist, first and foremost, doesn't see themselves. Now, you as a codependent, the reason why you may focus so much of your attention on the love, care and respect of others is because you you learn to survive abuse as a child by numbing your own feelings, by numbing your own emotions, by silencing yourself to appease your narcissistic parent's ego. So the more that you appeased their ego, the more that you complimented them, the more that you become the good child, the the less likely you were to suffer narcissistic abuse and harm. The minute you don't give that narcissistic parent what they want, they begin to project onto you. They cause you harm pathological harm so the only way that you could survive that abuse is to literally become the child that they wanted you to become now we're not children now and I know I'm not saying that you know 
there's a part of me that's like, well, social, you know, childhood is a social construct. When does it really, really, truly end? And then even, even sometimes when I'm using the word in a, the words in a child, I'm kind of like, well, I am still that child, though I'm not, you know. And obviously, again, this is a flow of consciousness. I don't have the time. Well, I do have the time, but I don't want to edit my podcasts. I want them to be a flow of uh, a flow of consciousness, a stream of consciousness. So, because you, as a child, you were you looked at your parent. They were not mirroring you, right? So when you looked at your parent growing up, if you had a narcissistic parent or a sociopathic parent, you couldn't see your own reflection in your parent, right? That is your blueprint. That's your original wound that you were invisible as a child. So you get into these relationships with these individuals where they also do not mirror back to you your own worth. So if you're being quarantined with a narcissist right now, one biggest tip is to take naps. I know that this sounds like I want you to be in this relationship with a narcissist. I actually, I actually do not want you to be. Well, I am going to give you some tools if you decide to stay with this individual. Take naps. Because as you nap, they're probably going to nap. And they're probably not going to bother you when you nap. Prioritize you. Focus on you. Focus on the children and make sure that you are emotionally fulfilling yourself that you have come to this agreement agreement that you're not going to get what you need from the narcissist that hole within you that you feel it can only ever be fulfilled it only can only be ever filled by you not by the narcissist this is a time when i read an article the other day um, I can't remember what newspaper I read it in. It was online anyway. Um, that the UK are putting some measurements in to remove abusers from the home because domestic abuse is going up. Those that are in domestic abuse relationships do not understand they're in a relationship with a narcissist or a sociopath or at the extreme end of the lack of empathy, a psychopath. Most people just see the just see domestic abuse and just think, oh, I feel sorry for her. I mean, it's your choice. You're in that relationship. Da, 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 da. You don't realize you're dealing with somebody that's pathologically narcissistic. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in a relationship with a, a narcissist. Right now, the most important thing is you. We're at a time when not even just domestic abuse, but sexual abuse. That is, I've not read anything on that, but I can imagine that being escalated. But we are going to see predators we are going to see abusers being removed from the family home and i'm looking forward to that day but you don't have to wait for that day you can make the decision to call the police you can make the decision to call women's aid you can make the decision to pick up the phone and speak to your sister or your brother or your mother or your best friend somebody that you trust that you can tell them what is truly going on with you You need that time, all of that empathy, all of that love, care and respect that you've projected onto the narcissist. You're becoming invisible to yourself. And it's so important that you hold a mirror up in front of you and look deeply into your own eyes and see if you can see your own inner child. And if you can't, make that connection. But how do you make that connection, Amy? Well, one of the easiest ways I make a connection because I myself personally feel very cut off from my own inner child a lot now I'm a cancerian I'm deeply deeply childlike um like I'm the kind of person that will literally be shopping and whiz around with my trolley around like a fucking Asda or whatever wherever I'm shopping I'm very I'm deeply deeply childlike but when I go through when tr- deep triggers or when I'm going through depression or anything like that that connection to my inner child is completely lost. Now I have to, as an adult, as my own mother, I have to consciously, as I'm closing my my eyes, consciously think of myself or envision or visualize myself as a child. Normally I'm probably around the age six, that's age six, that's the normal age that I, when I think of my inner child, that's the age that I am. I have to consciously, as an adult, come down to the level of myself as as a child, as a six-year-old child. 
look myself as the inner child in the eye as the adult. Ask her, ask me what I need, why I'm grieving, why I'm crying, why I'm hiding, why I don't trust my adult self. Ask her for permission if I can hold her. Because sometimes when your inner child is like basically saying to you, look, you've abandoned me. You've abandoned me to repair reparent someone else's inner child. I don't trust you. So your own inner child sometimes can hide and truly not trust you, the conscious mind, the adult self, to make that connection. They do, there's no trust there. And so you truly have to come down to this level where you're just like, can I hold you? And then a whisper might come up. No, there might be resentment there. There might be anger there. Allow that to rise up, allow that to be. And then eventually, she always says yes, obviously, because she wants to be loved. Your inner child wants to be loved. We are innately loving beings. If you bring a child into this world and don't love that child, that child will die. We are programmed to love. And when you come down to the level of your inner child and you hold yourself, it's you envisioning, like I do physically hold myself when I do this, but... (laughs) I do. I hug myself a lot. Um, You are holding your own inner child and you're making that connection so that your conscious mind and your subconscious mind are together. You allow your inner child to speak where you have tried the conscious mind to silence your inner child. You cannot afford at this time, beloveds, to put up with any abuse And I'm so careful when I say stuff like this because I'm just like, I'm trying to imagine somebody that is in a relationship right now with a narcissist and they get to leave the house for one hour a day. I know I was speaking to a friend of mine in Indiana and she said there's a curfew there. They have to be home. They're allowed out six in the morning and they have to be home by 9 p.m. That's a curfew. In the UK, we don't have a curfew. Um, It's just a case of us being allowed to go out for a walk, relax, um and go to you know obviously go to the shops to buy essential foods and stuff food um but if you're in a situation where you're not able to leave the house your emotional well-being is literally of uttermost important to you so it's so integral and as the codependent if you're not prioritizing your own inner child if you're not taking care of yourself then you're also neglecting your children because you can't stand up for them So I really just want to ask you to truly consider speaking up, to truly consider your adult self speaking for your inner child that couldn't speak for herself. Because you were silenced. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist, the only way that you would, the only way that you would be in a relationship with a narcissist is if you had a narcissistic or a narcissistically sociopathic parent. Because that connection, that dynamic, that you wouldn't... The, the narcissist um, is a predator. And so they wouldn't be able to sustain a relationship with somebody that doesn't have codependency traits. They can see your traits. They're predators. They're literally like pedophiles. I've said this on my Instagram before, especially covert narcissists, because they, they are aware of their narcissism and they hide it. The, pre- the predators, just like pedophiles. And they're preying on the most empathic beings. And they want to squash your empathy. They want to kill it because it's the very thing that they will never have. It's not just because you're a loving individual and that's what they're, they're attaining to be. They're not attaining to be that. It's not just because you're a loving individual. It's that it's also the, obviously a part of the, the dynamic between um, you always attract somebody that's opposite to yourself. Like two codependents wouldn't really survive in a relationship because they'd both be really angry at each other because nobody wants to leave the relationship. But you obviously, when, when, you, when you're not in a toxic family, the dynamic of opposites attracting is still there. But just because somebody has more power in the relationship or wears the pants, so to say, it doesn't mean there is a narcissist and a codependent in that relationship because they, they come from a healthy family. It's just a case of opposites attract and there's probably going to be somebody that leads the relationship more than the other. But when you come from a toxic family, a dysfunctional family that is full of pathological narcissism, 
then you're only going to attract, as a codependent, a narcissist. A narcissist does not get with other narcissists. And if, if, and if they, I'm not saying they don't. They don't sustain those relationships. If they do, they're both love bombing, love bombing each other so they don't realise it, realise it at the beginning. But once they start realising, hell breaks loose. And it's a very, very violent relationship and it doesn't, it cannot sustain itself. I have uh, seen with my own eyes um, and I do know of relationships where there's been a narcissist and a sociopath. I've seen that on a few occasions and they are the most dangerous, destructive relationships I've ever seen in my in my life. Where the sociopath literally kicks the fucking daylights out of the narcissist. It's the only time that I'm like, you got what you deserve. Unless there's children involved. I've said this before. So this time, I would encourage you to dive deep into meditation at this time to spend as much time away from the narcissist I know that you're in the same home but it's really important that you prioritize your own emotional well-being because the narcissist will make this about them they will absolutely make this time about them it's more power and control when there's probably less police officers around right now um there's less protection for people right now. It's going to change, obviously, because, the you know, it, it is something that, as far as I know, the police are putting something into... Med- they're taking it very seriously. And so they should. So you don't have to wait for a predator to be removed from your home. If you need to speak out and you need to remove yourself and your child or your children or those that you're taking care of, from the home with the narcissist. You have the power to do that. They realise, these pathological narcissists realise how powerful we are. That's why they have to squash us. That's why they have to take us out. Do you realise that as an empath? Do you realise that it's not your job to save people? Do you realise you're not just here as an, emo- and as, as, as an emotional sponge to take on the fears and the shame and the guilt? Well, how does a narcissist operate? How do they control you? Fear, shame and guilt. A pathological, a, a codependent that is patholo- has a pathological fear of loneliness, just like, like the narcissist, also has fear, shame and guilt. But they don't project that onto the narcissist. The narcissist projects fear, shame and guilt onto the codependent. The codependent doesn't do that with the narcissist. They, they innately feel fear, shame and guilt. Why? Because in your childhood, you, when you were being mirrored, you, you were, your parent wasn't mirroring you. You just had fear, shame and guilt projected onto you. And they were extremely destructive to have these... Emo- I don't want to say low vibrational, but guilt? Yeah, I would say guilt is low vibrational. Shame is definitely low vibrational. You can't grow and evolve if you if you hold these beliefs of shame toward yourself. If you and this is the thing about resentment with with empaths. Empaths can be deeply, deeply, and I'm telling you this from my own experience, resentful people. Now, I have this thing about like people that assume that empaths are just these loving light beings and they're just like so super positive. No. Empaths feel very, very, very deeply, especially if you're someone like me and you're a fucking Scorpio moon. Like, we feel very, very, very deeply. And so we might not show hatred to people, but if we're in a relationship and we're being abused, there's going to be resentment there. There's going to be resentment. What is resentment? It's basically basically saying, I like you, but deep down I hate you. That is what I believe every codependent is saying deep down in their relationship with the narcissist. There's no way that a codependent is happy in a relationship with a narcissist, but that's what they're used to. If that's what you're used to, beloved, you don't have to. You need to reprogram. You need to not only grieve your inner child, the the loss, the disconnection from your inner child, the way that you have have to be had, the way that you had to become invisible. You need to grieve that. There's so much that empaths don't understand. There is so much of this victim consciousness that empaths operate in. And I'm telling you, I'm saying this from my own experience, there is not a single word that I've ever said on my social media or on my podcast where it's not coming from my own conscious experience. I don't have, like, I could be talking about anything. I just don't have the time 
to talk about things that I'm not experiencing. Because I know that I can help people who are experiencing narcissistic abuse, empaths that don't realise that they're the most powerful beings on this fucking planet. Do you realise that? Do you realise that a human fucking being that can feel so deeply is the most powerful person in this world because, and after that is an abuser and that's why abusers have to fucking stamp, stamp us out. No joke, this is no fucking joke. You can feel what everybody else is shutting off. Like I said, you're more closer to a fucking, you're more closer to a fucking robot if you're not connected to your heart. If you're, We're being told constantly to be in our minds all the time. So anything that we download into our spirit really has been literally manipulated <laughs> in order for us to accept what isn't our reality. And I don't even know if that makes any fucking sense because this is just me with a stream of consciousness and I don't sometimes, I don't necessarily plan my podcast. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I just have a stream of consciousness where I'm downloading something from spirit and I need to, I need to tell you. I want to tell you. You realise that you're the most powerful being in the world. Why would you be in a relationship with a narcissist? Understand the human dynamic. Understand that you are opposite, complete opposite to the narcissist in every single way. And opposites attract. However, when it's dysfunctional like that, you need to realise that you're playing into your own demise. You're playing into your, you're playing into your own abuse, beloveds. Even if this isn't your experience I still want you to hear it because you need to understand the positions that maybe your friends are in that maybe your family this is not necessarily just about you this is about healing the collective consciousness of humanity there is so much for us to learn so 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 much for us to learn about the power that we have within us that the more you connect to your heart the more you connect to consciousness and even when I'm meditating, I don't see the crown chakra as the highest chakra. I truly see that it's in the heart. I truly do. The electromagnetic field of the heart is so powerful. You are a receiver as a woman. Obviously, men are givers. Women are receivers. The earth is feminine. And we're constantly in this fearful state, if you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you're not emitting love. You're emitting resentment. Because you don't feel loved. How so therefore how can you love? How can you how can you show your children what love is if you're being abused? They're subconsciously downloading that into their subconscious minds. And then they project that out into their reality when they're older, they look for that example that you've set for them. You don't need to be the scapegoat for a pathological narcissist. You need to see the narcissist for who and what they are. Empty, soulless beings. That on a very deep level, I do believe that they can empathise, even if it is cognitively, but they choose not to. They choose not to. It's a choice. Covert narcissists know fine fucking well what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. That's why they, they have a mask. It's not the same mask as, as an overtly grandiose individual. It's a mask of humility, a mask of peace, a mask of I'm doing this to save somebody. No. Masks always slip. Always. And I just want to send my love to you. And if you need to share this podcast with anybody that is in this situation, please feel, th feel free to do so. I'm sending you all my love. I thought I would concentrate really on what you can do if you're in this situation, but I don't want to, and like I said, you can take naps, but that's just like if you're struggling right now, everything is really about coming back to yourself because you don't need me to tell you what to do, beloveds. I don't want you to be receiving downloads from me if it doesn't resonate with you. I've said this before and I'll keep saying this. Don't ever take anything that I say as truth unless you've done the research yourself. I'm not a psychologist. <laughs> 
it, this is me sharing my healing journey, sharing my own research, sharing my own wisdom, sharing my own downloads from spirit. But ultimately, it's your choice. Ultimately, you decide, empaths, you decide, make that conscious decision. Do you want to be abused? Do you want to be gaslit? Do you want to have your whole reality changed in order to fit the narrative of the abuser? That's your choice. That is your choice. Whether this person's your family member or not, I don't give a fucking shit. I don't give a flying fucking shit about the face. It's the energy that I oppose. I don't care about the energy, the the, the face. It's the energy. I'm in absolute resistance to this energy. And narcissists operate from the lack matrix. They're programming you with fear so that they can control you. Fear, shame and guilt. Fear, shame and guilt. Fear, shame and guilt. That is what the narcissist is. And when you see things as energy, everything is energy. You can see that even when you think about demons, Jesus was the greatest empath ever. Like I just hold so much love in my heart for Jesus, but do demons really exist? Demonic entities, demonic entities. When you see things as for what they are, energy, energy, energy. That when you have something as powerful as fear, shame and guilt, that energy can literally feel like a demon. Whether demons exist or not, that's not the point. One of the reasons why I've not gone so far into talking about this from a spiritual perspective about how narcissists operate is because I want you to first understand how this works from a psychological perspective. And I think somewhere along the line, I will talk about the spiritual um, side of narcissistic abuse. They are predators. Believe me when I say this. Believe me when I say this, I have tried in my own family to love beings that I loved very, very deeply. Until I saw them for what and who they are. So, already 30 minutes in and I I hope that you've gotten something from this podcast. I truly do. Your power is within you. And try and meditate, especially, you know, aligning all of your chakras. There's not one chakra that's more important than the other. They work best when they're all aligned. But you need to see your situation for what it truly is, not the way the narcissist wants you to believe it is. Not all narcissists, I said this on my Instagram the other day, not all narcissists use gaslighting and I will talk in another podcast very deeply on what gaslighting is I know I've mentioned it briefly but not all narcissists try and change your reality in that sense it's a sociopathic trait and if they do it's mainly in my experience I've, I've experienced it with covert narcissists very very emotionally manipulative I was dating someone three years ago that I I looking in hindsight I, I'm, I'm sure that that individual is a covert narcissist This was somebody that I was friends with for eight years before I dated this individual. And the only thing that I ever thought in my head was this person's a really nice person. Until I got into a relationship with this individual and I was being gaslit to fuck. So I'm not just saying this from a perspective of, I want want empaths to realize their own power. I, I truly am saying it from my own experience. I've been through what I'm talking about. And it's painful. And it's, it's, it takes years of healing, like literally healing's not linear. Obviously it takes years of just even process, processing what's happened to you your whole life in order for you to be in this situation with a narcissist, in order for you to marry a narcissist, in order for you to give children to a narcissist and create more narcissistic children or codependent children, depending on the severity of the abuse, of course. But I'm going to keep it short. I just, I feel like I've not said what I need to say. I feel like I've not said enough. I'm going to continue, okay, I'm going to continue to talk about this, but you really need to make that connection to your inner child first and foremost, because your inner child will tell you 
what she needs. And it is not the narcissist. I can tell you that now. You need to speak up now. Now is your time to speak up. Do you realise how many other empaths are being abused? How many other empaths are being gaslit to fuck and having their reality changed to serve the ego of the narcissist? They're implanting you with fear, shame and guilt to change your reality. It's mind control. When you understand that at the deepest level, you realise the narcissist is not real. None of it is real. And you've spent your whole childhood trying to survive abuse, beloved. That you've ended up with somebody that is an exact copy of your, one of your narcissistic parents. Could just be one parent, obviously not both of them. That would be some trauma, wow. I'm going to keep it here. Continue to heal, continue to read up on narcissistic abuse and realise that as an empath, you are not here to be the partner of a narcissist do you realize that do you realize how many empathic beings that have had a dysfunctional childhood are in relationships with narcissists not all empaths are remember not all empaths have come from dysfunctional families the world is cut off from the heart that people are cut off from their own heart. They don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. They don't know what their heart's desire is because they've got a stone wall around their heart. You have to feel into your own emotions, not feel the feelings of others. The greatest thing the empath can do is feel. It's not necessarily about feeling other people's emotions. That is what a human being is, an empath. We've been conditioned and taught and abused and neglected into sociopathy and narcissistic and in, in, into becoming a narcissist. But if there wasn't abuse and there wasn't, <laughs> these beings would just be empaths. You remove abuse from a narcissist childhood, they wouldn't be a narcissist. It's very simple. You remove abuse from a sociopath, they wouldn't be a sociopath. Do you understand how godlike we're like literal lower level gods? Do you realize that as human beings? Not God with a capital G. But I'm telling you, the power that is in every single human being is beyond measure. Beyond measure. Like we can't even measure it. The power that every that that we hold within us on an energetic level, do you realize? that the food that you're eating with chemicals and pesticides and everything that lowers your vibration, do you realise that these abusive relationships are stopping you from understanding who you truly are? Like, I've not even got time to go into that in this podcast. I do want to talk more about it. But you are literally God. You are a low-level God. And you being abused by a narcissist, mm -mm, beloved, wake the fuck up. And I say that with so much compassion in my heart, but I'm going to tell you as an empath, wake the fuck up to your own power. That you are here to show others themselves. Do you understand that? Do you understand your light that is being blown out by the narcissist? The world needs empaths. The world truly needs empaths. Because who else is going to show others how to truly feel? How to empathise? How to be compassionate? Nobody. Because they've fallen for the spell that to be disconnected from your heart is... It's the right thing to do. It's primitive to be connected to your heart, so be in your mind all the time. That's why we're constantly distracted. You can't afford to be constantly distracted by the news. It's just fear, shame and guilt. But I hope I've made some sort of connection with somebody today. My thing is I don't care how many people listen to my podcast if I can just reach out to one person. And I know that I've helped a lot of people because I get constant DMs on Instagram. If you're not following me, it's amyleticia777. No, it's not. amyleticia underscore 777. But anyway... 
you need to understand how powerful you are. You need to understand how much the narcissist knows how powerful you are. And trust me, the narcissist knows. Do what you need to do in order to put your emotional well-being as first and foremost a priority. Not for just yourself, but for your children as well, if you have any. So just a few things that um, have come to me that you could do to ease the burden of being quarantined with the narcissist is spend as much time in your home away from the narcissist so you're not feeding into the fact that they will try and trigger you at this time. So if you need to be in a separate room, you can do things like draw, you know, write poetry, um, do something creative with the children. Just take the attention off the narcissist and place that attention on you. Don't feed into any emotional triggers in the sense that they will try and get narcissistic supply from you at this time, especially if you're not focusing your attention on them. But if you're using the grey rock method, I'm not too sure if I've actually spoken about I think I've spoken about this um, very briefly. I haven't done a, an actual podcast on this, but the grey rock method is basically becoming like a, a fucking rock. <laughs> and a grey rock is probably the most boring thing. I mean, a rock is just lifeless and it's just kind of just there doing nothing, right? So if you just become like a grey rock when you're around the narcissist, then they won't, they won't be able to feed off you emotionally. You're just guarding yourself emotionally by not feeding into their emotional triggers, by not feeding into their tantrums. Just don't feed into it emotionally. Just become like a grey rock and just become really boring and lifeless. I will do another separate podcast on that. You can also use um, the technique, the Ross Rosenberg technique um to shield yourself at this time i will put that link in the description in the description as if i'm doing like a youtube video in the show notes down below um the observe not observe don't observe absorb sorry observe don't absorb technique which is basically if you're in the same room as a narcissist you're observing what's going on you're not absorbing anything so you you're not becoming like a sponge especially if you're an empath it's only natural and innate to you that you will absorb the narcissist's um, projections. And again, I want to say this again to my beloved empaths, is that you're not here to repair in the inner child of the narcissist. You're not here to sponge people's feelings in. You're actually here to realise your own power, that your own emotions, that is your power to be able to feel so deeply, not just for others, but for yourself as well. Take this time to feel deeply for yourself in the way that you feel deeply for the narcissist or you feel deeply for your children. Prioritize yourself now because for the safety and the emotional well-being of your children, you're going to need to be the rock in the household because the narcissist is going to distract you from the children. And obviously, if you're not um, taking care of your own well-being and the children are at risk as well so try and if you do have children try and spend time with them away from the narcissist and and, and leave them to do their own thing um, obviously when you're going for walks you can take the children with you if you obviously if it's just you and your husband or you and your partner you can go alone um, you don't need to ask for permission from anybody to go for a walk on your own obviously do it at a safe time in the day obviously be safe um and just any creative hobbies that you had um obviously we've been given this time to kind of really go deep within ourselves and so if there are any creative hobbies that you want to focus on to take your attention away from this parasitic relationship this parasitic individual because at the end of the day, the pressures of the pressures, excuse me, the pressures of not having um, money at this time. Say, for example, you might have been made redundant. You might have lost your job, lost your income. I don't know. Some of you may be on a zero hours contract, um, and you might not be getting paid right now. Um, so the pressures of the household are spe- that's going to affect the narcissist. That that truly is going to make them worse. The fact that you're in the house with them all day, especially if you've got children, the noise. Um, 
uh, they just in general children are very uh, for the most part loud uh human beings because they, they you know they're very expressive and that can kind of agitate the narcissist because obviously they're not getting supply from that if you're focusing on them and so really what you want to do is not only become like a gray rock around the narcissist um and I will do another podcast on that going into that deeper more deeply but if you want to listen to my podcast that I did a few weeks ago maybe it's maybe a month ago or so I don't know um the observe don't absorb technique it's a very powerful technique of kind of like splitting off from the narcissist emotionally and kind of you're there in your physical sense, but you're not there emotionally. And there's nothing really that they can take away from you. They can't actually take your own power. We actually give our power away. And truly, when you look at that, we don't give our power even away because you can never truly give your power away, but we give some of it away. Um, And that some of that power that we give away is incredibly powerful because we really shouldn't be giving any power away. It should remain in our own center. Um... Again, I would also kind of create a white light, like a, 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 a ball of light around you and to realize that that is your sacred space and not to allow the narcissist to come into that space. And if they do try and come into your space, just kindly and gently just step back a little bit and just be aware of your own aura, be aware of the, the, the holes in, in the holes in your aura that the narcissist constantly wants to make to trigger you to get narcissistic supply. If you need to engage in conversations, if you want to, you know, obviously remove yourself from the room where the narcissist is so that the narcissist can't hear you, then do that. Um, if you're going to be doing the food shopping, take that time to be away. You be the one, if, if this is okay with you, obviously, I would suggest that you be the one that does the food shopping. Um, so that it's just extra time away from the narcissist at this time. Because again, like I said, they will make this about them and their feelings, how they're feeling regarding the coronavirus pandemic, how they're feeling stressed in the house, how the children are getting on their nerves. Um, and take the children with you just so that you give them also a break from that parasitic energy because everything is energy. And so it's not really about... Um, so much kind of telling the narcissist what they are and and what they're doing obviously this is if you're in a situation where you can't leave the narcissist now that obviously I'm just giving you some tools um to help you in that situation and obviously meditate that really helps to clear clear your mind and to clear your energy and obviously if you're in in a house with a narcissist it's going to be constant um emotional drain just emotionally draining um and it's going to have you know it's going to have some negative effects on your emotional well-being and so making sure that you're taking care of yourself you know run yourself a bubble bath and uh, read a book do all those you know do all the self-care and self-love things for yourself just to just really focus on your on yourself because this I can't even imagine you know trying to think of some relationships with family members and um romantic partners where they they've been emotionally volatile toward me and obviously looking in hindsight then realizing that they're either highly narcissistic or the narcissist I genuinely cannot imagine being quarantined right now and being at home all day with a narcissist like I can't even like right now on my healing journey I'm problematic to narcissist now because it's like I've gone so deep in healing that I recognize them quite quickly not so much the covert narcissist but everybody else I recognize quite quickly and once that mask slips I'm just like bye-bye bitch you know it's like I'm not going to entertain it whereas in back of the day I'd try to understand that person try and get to the bottom of why they said this and why they did that no I don't need to do that your behavior is displaying who you truly are I don't need to entertain it bye-bye but I can't imagine what it's like if if you beloved are with somebody that is pathologically narcissistic like I I've got so much empathy for you um and it really must be hard and 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 you i you really need to prioritize yourself right now at this time um and especially taking care of children if you have children because they don't have anybody else because the narcissist is never going to look after their well-being they you know might care for their physical well-being and their basic needs but not their emotional needs um you know so they're just a few tips I'm just thinking if anything else is um 
coming to me at this time. Just being able to, you know, if you want to write down your feelings, obviously, you don't want Narcissus to see this, obviously. Write your feelings down. Um, spend some time talking to friends, like I said. Um, you know, any jobs that need doing, doing around the house, you could you could do those. Just just do things that just take your mind off that relationship because you, you, you're in... It's not just the relationship now. It's like all of those places that you could have gone to to get away from the narcissist, even if it's a restaurant with friends or you, you go to a bar on a Friday night. You're not constantly in the house with a narcissist for the most part of your life. But since being quarantined, it's kind of like, it's obviously going, we're obviously going to see more domestic abuse cases, um, higher cases of children being sexually abused. And um, it's you know, there's there's a deep sadness that comes with this being quarantined. It's a very, very deep sadness for those that are abuse victims or potential abuse victims. And so it's really important that you take care of you because no one else is going to. Your children can't take care of you. And the narcissist definitely won't take care of you. Um, really empower yourself out of victim consciousness and realise that all abuse eventually will be exposed all abuse will be exposed, but you don't need to wait for that time. You can almost kind of like expose yourself to yourself. Like, I don't even know if that makes any sense. I'm just, it's honestly just a, a, a flow of conscious, a stream of consciousness right now. It's like, see your own inner child wound, see what you, you're tolerating in order to make the narcissist happy and expose that original wound to yourself so that you can truly see yourself, so that when you're looking in the mirror, you're not seeing back the projection of the narcissist and what they've told you you are, but that you're actually truly seeing your own core wound. You're looking in your own eyes and you're just like, there's such a deep sadness in me because I've abandoned myself so much to make another human being happy. You know, really be able to tangibly digest that truth about yourself. Um, and so, yeah, they're just a few tips. <laughs>